When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey sis, is your business ready to flourish? It's time to find out if your business is investable from our little black book of funders. The Flourish Media Conference is a matchmaking weekend for women business owners just like you. We connect you with angel investors who are willing to fund your vision. Tickets are on pre-sale for $125 while supplies last at flourishmediaconference.com. Save the date right now for Friday and Saturday, February 16th and 17th for the 8th Annual Flourish Media Conference, powered by Flourish Media in Miami, Florida. Yes, we said Miami. FMC 24 is the perfect excuse to go to Miami this winter to meet Vivian and Dr. Tracy's very generous tribe to grow your small business. Google them, read about them in Forbes. Are you looking for 10 million? $500,000 or even $80,000 to grow your business? Well, don't sleep on this opportunity because it only comes once per year, then that's it. FlourishMediaConference.com, at Flourish Media Co. on all socials, February 16th and 17th, 2024. We'll see you there. This is Girl Stop Playing, a weekly show that empowers black women to stop playing with their potential so they can live a life that they love. I'm Coriel, your favorite homegirl, and I'm on a mission to help black women make the money and get the honey. You can have it all as long as you're willing to work. This is Girl Stop Playing. I am Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. You already know that I'm bringing you the information and the conversations to help you make the money and get the honey. You can have it all as long as you are willing to work. Now, today's conversation is going to be so full of gems that you might be listening to this over on the Wifed Up Now What podcast because I just know, I already knew before they sat down in the studio that this was going to be such a powerful conversation. So I'm going ahead and making this an episode on Girl Stop Playing and Wifed Up Now What. And if you happen to be listening on one or the other, but you're not subscribed, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Without further ado, let me introduce you to today's guests. We have Shirley and Shannon Austin in the building. Yes. What up? Welcome. Thank you. Thank y'all for being here. Thank you for having us. It is my pleasure because y'all are about to drop so many, I'm not even going to say gems, just so much wisdom Mm. for the people, but I really invited y'all here for selfish reasons <laughs> because this I am a, this a coaching girl. session. This is a coaching session. Hello. It. My I husband should be yes. right here <laughs> next dope. to me. Um, but I get so much value from having these conversations as a new wife. Three years. Is that still new? I'm you still new. like yeah, honey moon right? I'm, yeah, you're brand new. I'm brand new, but we've had some life-ish, which kind of sped mm-hmm. up, um, I guess, the season that we're in in our marriage. So we're going to talk about that today. But I get so much value from getting the wisdom from people who have 
been there, done that, and are still in the journey, mm-hmm. and y'all still like each other. So that's sometimes. Ex- sometimes. Ooh, let's <laughs> look, let's get into it. Let's get into it because ooh. when y'all first sat down here, I'm like, ooh, y'all are about to give us so much because I think that y'all got it figured out, and y'all are like. <laughs> No, we're no, still we're, figuring we're still it out. Figuring still it figuring out. It so out. we're about to get into that. But before we do, introduce introduce yourself to the people. If they have not seen you before, who is Marriage Inc. and what is it all about? Defer to hubby. Oh, oh yeah, she always <laughs> defers to me when it comes to describing who we are. But uh, I, I am Shannon. You can't introduce Yes, me. I am Shirley. Yeah, she's, we were two halves of Marriage Inc. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Marriage Inc. is really... Um, a platform that God gave us to help people try to figure it out, but use business concepts Mm. in this age of um, entrepreneurship. Use business concepts to be able to help figure it out. And so um, we, we, we were, this was deposited into us and and we just, you know, we as we are learning and helping couples uh, uh, navigate their process, we are learning as well and growing in a lot of ways. So, Marriage Inc., what all do you offer? What do you like? What do you provide? Is it counseling? Is it coaching? You work with couples, women, men. Like, tell us about it. We do coaching. Okay. Um, and we, of course, we work with couples. And I have my female clients. He has his male clients. Okay. Right. And, and the couples we do together. Together. Okay. So that and we're was, authors as well. That, and you're authors mm-hmm. as well. So that was kind of a trick question because I had Jeremy Anderson mm-hmm. on Wifed Up Now What? And he referenced his marriage coaches. Mm-hmm. And I could not let him, like, move on past that mm-hmm. without stopping him. Like, wait a minute. I've heard of business coaches. I've heard of life coaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard of marriage counselors but i'm i wasn't familiar with the concept of a marriage coach and as somebody who probably need a marriage coach (laughs) that definitely caught my attention because Mm -hmm. that's a resource that i didn't know about so Mm -hmm. for people out there who are like me and are just ignorant to the concept of what a marriage coach is what does coaching look like in terms of marriage coaching right so you know, counseling, you could go to counseling for the next 20 years, right? And you just sit and talk and share and come back the next week. With coaching, you have to be ready to do the work. Mm. You know, and that's why we say, you know, we hadn't arrived. We're not doing this work because we've arrived. We just know the tools now and we use them much better than we ever did before, right? And so we just share with couples the tools. Mm-hmm. So that's coaching. You tell us where it is you want to be. We we also assess where you are. And together we work. Okay, this is the goal. And then we say, okay, these are the challenges that you are facing. This is why you're facing these challenges. Now, let's redirect. Let's get in alignment with your ultimate goal. And so yeah. we just share so those if you tools. Think, if you think, sorry, baby. No, no. If you think of uh, what a personal trainer is to your body, mm-hmm. we are that to your marriage. Mm. Right? So we look at, you know, because there's people that have been working out, working out, and working out, and haven't been achieving the goals that they want to, you know, hitting the benchmarks right. that they want to hit. Mm-hmm. And um, so then they hire a trainer. And that trainer is designed to look at what you're doing, mm-hmm. look at how you're doing it, and then guide you through a process to do it better. So you really shouldn't need a personal trainer the rest all of the your time, life. the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You should get to a certain point, and once you're at that point, they should be able to right. let you fly on your own. So how long have you two been married? <sighs> 26 years. 26 years. Coming How long did you date before you got married? About three years. 
We didn't two, date two, two. three years. Um, we met in 95, got married in 97. Okay, yeah, okay, so two years. Yeah, okay, years. okay, so coming, whew, getting close to that party, okay? <laughs> Goals, for sure. Um, have you noticed a, a positive impact on your own marriage based on the work that you've been doing? Like, what are the benefits oh, that sure. you two yeah. get just from doing this work together? You know, it's so interesting because we go into marriage with an idea, and that's not at all what marriage is. Mm. And one of the things that I have learned is that he is my teacher and I am his teacher, right? But a lot of times there are challenges because we don't accept each other as each other's teacher. Um, so the benefit, I have grown exponentially. Mm. Um, there are parts of me, right, the little girl that needed to be healed, and we come into the marriage not knowing that we're presenting the little girl, right? And he doesn't like the little girl, and I don't like the little boy. But in time, as we realize what's going on, mm -hmm. now we're open to, okay, when he redirects, when he's like, hey, right? Like, she's showing up. Like, this is what you're doing. I allow him to teach me to help me to grow and help me to heal. But that takes self-awareness. Oh, because yes. I had a conversation, someone sitting right here on the couch, and we, we ended up, conversation came around so many times it does to, like, inner child, mm -hmm. childhood issues. Mm -hmm. And we talked about the fact that she's sitting here on the couch as a grown woman, but the issues she's experiencing, the challenge she's presenting, She's really sitting on the couch as her mm -hmm. seven-year-old self, mm -hmm. her 10-year-old self. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we show up in these marriages as our 12-year-old, 15-year-old selves, mm -hmm. but we're not self-aware enough to even realize that that's what it is. So when we keep running into these issues, we don't know that... Mm -hmm. I mean, we obviously know that we're a part of the problem, but we can't pinpoint or identify even that we do have those issues, mm -hmm. that maybe we stop developing at, you know, a certain mm -hmm. age. And so what do you all think is the value or importance of doing self-work before even getting into a relationship? Because I think sometimes if you get into this marriage and now y'all are committed, but y'all haven't necessarily committed to personal growth, mm -hmm. one person could recognize their issues and try to fix it, but little boy might not realize he's showing up as the little boy. So what is the benefit, or do you all even recommend that people seek you know, their own self-work before getting into relationship and I, marriage. I, I personally think everybody should be in therapy, period. O on some level, mm -hmm. you should be trying to... And I, I've, I've yet to come across a person who has not experienced some sort of trauma, some sort of hurt, and dealt with all of it prior to them entering into a serious relationship, mm -hmm. like a like a serious relationship looking towards marriage. Mm -hmm. that very rarely are people even trying to think about that. All they're looking for really is someone to meet their needs. They don't know the foundational uh, uh, basis of those needs, but they're just looking for you to meet those mm -hmm. needs. If you can do that, then, you know, you're, 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 you're a candidate. But we don't realize that those, those needs come from unhealed hurts. And so it's a it's a bottomless pit. <clears throat> you can keep doing it right. You can keep showing up in a particular kind of way, but because this the itch has not been dealt with, you, you ever you know somebody scratching your back and you're like, ah, not right there though. It's yeah. right, it's like and they're working. They're scratching and they're just they're just just going to town on your back, but you're like, ah, you're not getting to that spot. Mm -hmm. Let me move, let me adjust. It's better for them to leave their hand where they, where they, where it is 
and you adjust and they say now scratch there mm -hmm. and then you can say okay increase the intensity don't right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I'm just using that as a metaphor to help us to understand that it's our work mm -hmm. that brings about the it, the the utopia that we want to experience it's not it's not it's not the collective work mm -hmm. and it's, it's not their, their work. work it's not her work it's my work and once I do that work woo, it's on and popping and let me say this there is no relationship void of challenges. So if you don't do the work, you're really just going, you're, you're already going in just saying, hey, I already know there's going to be challenges. I don't know what they're going to be, but there's going to be challenges and I don't know how to deal with them. Mm -hmm. Right? So doing the work is saying there's going to be challenges. Let me go in. You're not going to go in like, I've done the work and now our relationship is just going to be amazing. No, mm -hmm. but you will have tools. You will recognize yourself showing up in certain ways, mm -hmm. right? That's how you said, you know, we don't see that and we don't. Mm -hmm. But when you do the work, you do if you're intentional. Man, I have said out of my mouth so many times, like marriage is a mirror. And mm -hmm. it, if you don't want to look in that mirror, marriage is not for you. Okay, yes. when I tell you there there is no deeper relationship than someone who's literally there yes. with you before you wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm not even up and you could be look, you could That's be staring right. me in my mm -hmm. face like you are literally yeah. your mm -hmm. presence yes. is with me so much so that you can pinpoint things that I need to work on. You can yes. see things. You can pick up on yes. things sometimes that I don't even mm -hmm. see within myself. And if you're not mature enough, if you're not self-aware enough, if you're not committed to the vow that you've made, I think a lot of times those little issues start, you know, start showing up. Mm -hmm. And again, you're not self-aware. You're not willing to grow. You, you, you sometimes can't recognize your contribution to it or you don't want to. And then we start having all of these issues. Mm -hmm. Have you all seen, or I know you have, so what do you do when you have couples that come to you and one person is more on board than the other? How do you work through that? challenge if you know maybe the husband is more mm -hmm. self-aware he's seeing something and he wants to fix it before it spirals out of control but the wife is not really on board yet mm -hmm. do y'all uh, ever experience that oh, yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely the, um, most times. you know number one ask what is it that you want right so if if what you want and what you're doing is not in alignment with what you want and what you're doing is not working why do you keep doing it Right. We don't do anything that we're not getting something from. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's a fear there. There's an insecurity there. Right. And so our job is to pinpoint and figure out why is it there and how can we now remove it? Right. That's the work. Removing it. That's and, and, and listen, most times it's fear, sis. Mm -hmm. Right. We, we have a fear of opening up our heart. Because we've opened it before and we got hurt. And yeah. now, even though we love this man, there's mm -hmm. still something in there that yeah. is fearful that, yeah. but maybe, but what if, mm -hmm. but is this really a safe space? And I think, to your point, it takes that me knowing it's my work and not having mm -hmm. the expectation that you're going to make me happy mm -hmm. or that this happy relationship is always going to be happy because it's not. Mm -hmm. What What is your advice for people who find themselves in situations where they have put their partner on a pedestal with the expectation that it is always going to be happy and then they're disappointed when it does when it's not I, I I have said this knowing what I know now and experiencing what have I what I've experienced with Shirley I say now 
you know, I hope this is a safe space. Right? It's a safe space. It's a safe, safe, safe space. I say now I am fully. No, brother. I'm fully <laughs> ready to walk in on a butt naked orgy that doesn't include me. Okay. I have prepared myself for the worst. That's the worst. Okay, I was like, wait, make well, this make sense for me. Right, okay, right, you've prepared right. yourself Corey, for yeah. the worst. I've prepared myself for the worst. Okay. That, that would come from her. Okay. So I have removed any expectations of her perfection. Right? Because that's I what I can't we... move past the butt naked orgy. Right. What, well, in your preparation... There wouldn't be a closed orgy. Well, no, right? it would not be. Right. But wh- when you say that, mm-hmm. are you saying that you are at the point where you could accept, you could work through anything that she presents yes. to you? Yes. Okay. I wanted to, to include, make sure I was... Okay. To include uh, 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 terminal health illnesses, to include um, uh, 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 midlife crises that shift... Like, I'm going through one right now. She's, she's like, what is this What's guy? Happening? What's happening with him? I'm like, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I like. I don't even, I, I'm, I'm asking all of these weird questions spiritually and things that I've been rock solid in. All this. She didn't expect for that any of that to happen. That's right now, that's currently her butt naked orgy she's walked in on. Mm-hmm. And who is this guy and what is he doing? Right? And so I have said to myself that she is a human. Mm-hmm. And humans, I don't put anything past a human being. I'm I'm fully prepared for you to tell me whatever your your reality is. It doesn't shock me. I don't. Oh my goodness. I don't. It don't judge it. How do you not? How would you not internalize that and make it a you? It's not about me. It has absolutely nothing to do with me. That is ideal. That's a mature, evolved response. The the person who. Is out on the street watching this. They walk in on a butt naked orgy. They're not gonna right. say this has nothing to right. do with me. You know how? So your advice for someone who is not evolved and mature right. to get to that point? What did you have to? Okay, pause for the cause because mm-hmm. this is a safe space. Mm-hmm. And I believe I saw a conversation with y'all. I'm not gonna look y'all in y'all face when I say this. I believe <laughs> I saw a conversation where y'all were talking about some challenges that y'all have worked through. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about some of those? Absolutely. Talk about anything you uh, want to okay. talk about. <laughs> so. Because it's easy to sit up here and talk about all the things that we would do, yes, we could do. Absolutely. But the fact that y'all have actually worked through some things mm-hmm. that somebody watching this would be like, oh, hell no, not me. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. talk about some of those things. Because yeah. it is a very mature, evolved stance mm-hmm. to say, I know that this is not a me thing. That's something that you're working on, something that you're going to have to work through. And I'm not going to take this personally. Mm-hmm. So you all have experienced infidelity. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. On both parts? Yes. yes. Who, who, did, who stepped out first? I did. You stepped out first. Okay. What was the time? Was it like a get back? I'm trying to put the sequence to for me? together. Yeah. Was it like you did this, so I'm gonna go do this? Not an immediate. It, it not it not immediately. Not immediate. I mean, it took years. Okay. But okay. I was just like fed up. I was hurt. I was like done. I. What year in your marriage was this? That nine. Year nine. nine. Mm-hmm. Or eight. The eighth. Prior eight, to eight, year eight. eight mm-hmm. What had been the major? What was, like, the biggest challenge prior to year eight? Uh, complete and utter disconnection. Mm, right? Complete so, and utter. Complete and utter. <laughs> so so in, in, in some of the most major uh, facets, uh, especially uh, for a man. So sexually, mm-hmm. we were not connected. And I mm-hmm. couldn't figure out it, what. Because when yeah, here, like, before we got married, she was swinging from the chandelier. So when you say sexually not co- connected, you mean... Um, 
uh, like you, your sex drive was not the same. Absolutely, totally different. Got you. Then not only was y'all's not the same, but it wasn't even the same as it was previously to the mar- you all getting married. Right. Got right. you. Right. So so we, had our son. And once okay. we had once we had a child. Let's make that clear. Let's right. put that out there. <laughs> Thank we, you. Right. And so I, I, it, I mean, so many things changed, and I began to. I was like, what? Who what are did, you? What, 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 I made the wrong decision. Mm. Like the conversations I was having with people that were close to me before I even stepped out and started seeing the grass being greener on the other side, I was having the questions like, why did I, what did I choose? And why did I choose this? And why is this happening? Mm. And it was hard, man. It's hard to sit next to a woman who, before you were wondering, will I be able to keep up? And now it's like, it's it's as dry as the Sahara Desert. Mm -hmm. And her, I wasn't mature enough. One, she was postpartally depressed, Right. Two, she had a brand new baby. The last thing she was interested in was me, period. Especially because one of the things that Shirley desired being most in life was a mother. As is with most women. Mm -hmm. And here she has her prize, what would be considered her prize possession, because all she wanted was boys. Mm -hmm. She wanted, like, when we were talking to her, she was like, oh, I just want 10, 12 boys. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, children, and they, I want them all to be boys, yep. right? And so now here she has the start of that, which is the first boy, and she and, and I'm I'm nothing. So, I'm literally nothing. So let me ask you this, Shirley, because this is a conversation that comes up so often of the misunderstanding mm-hmm. of your take. Everything is so different. That is the reality. Literally, mm-hmm. everything is so different. But mm-hmm. I don't think that there is any way for a man to really understand the difference? Because we don't even understand the difference. Mm-hmm. So when you say, you know, who is this person, I'm sure you didn't even know who this person was. You had literally become yes. a, a new woman. New yes. everything yes. is is new. Once that, once the baby's inside your belly, everything yes. is new. Not even when it, mm-hmm. you know, he's in the world. Mm-hmm. So you truly are a new person that you don't even know about. Yeah. You damn sure don't have a chance to figure it out. No and she can't even help you because she don't even know. And so I think that is one of the biggest challenges is the when you have children and we never talk about that we never talk about the impact of children on a happy marriage Mm -hmm. because it sounds like everything was smooth sailing before the baby would Mm -hmm. you say Shirley that you were infatuated with the baby like did you feel that in the moment like I just care about my baby now and not my husband or was it more of a subconscious I'm a mother now I have a new responsibility I'm my priorities are a little different like if you remember no yeah it was subconscious it wasn't no I don't care about him at all it was we have this little human who we are now responsible for he can't do anything on his own. So, yes, my energy is naturally going to go 99.9% to him as well as yours should. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what I was thinking, and I think that's accurate. Like, that is how it should be. Right? But the problem is we don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. Right? There was no conversation like, babe, like, you know, how are you feeling? Like, having a baby, like, has anything changed with you? Like, what's going on? Or I notice there's a detect, right? That's why we say that one of the most powerful things you could do is ask questions. Ask questions. Mm. Ask questions. And Interview so that's where we missed the boat. interrogative questions. Yes, mm. right? That's where we missed the boat. That's where we started to miss the boat. That was the beginning he of the disconnect. He created narratives about what was going on. She don't care about me no more. All she care about is this baby. Right. And yes. your perspective is 
this baby has nothing. He needs me. He literally can do nothing on his own. I am. And my it perspective for was this baby. And you should we be in can, too. Yeah. yeah. And you over here trying to yeah. push up on me. Go get that back. Yeah. That's a big exactly. disconnect. Well, see, now here's here is the problem. I w- I was a very engaged father. Mm-hmm. Like for the first month of both of our children's lives, she didn't have to get up at all. Right? And then even when I never saw like I don't babysit my kids. They These my, are my kids. kids. They with me. <laughs> you go and do whatever you want. They're with me. But there were so many things that were unearthed during that time frame for us about each of us mm-hmm. that because we did not ask the questions and we did not create the space for the dialogue, it just we both had uh, internal uh, uh, narratives that were that we were playing out fully as if they were real. Mm-hmm. And you, we, you just decided what the other one was thinking, and then you acted accordingly. And we acted accordingly, and that that probably caused the greatest schism. Yeah. And then, yeah. so here I am with the narrative of. I've made a mistake. Mm. I chose the wrong person. I need maybe to find the person that is more suitable for me, not knowing if I would have chose that person and we would have had a child that because I I would have started asking, if any problem would have uh, arise, I would have started that same internal dialogue because I hadn't dealt with, you know, first of all, being able to to, uh, uh, deal with uh, my sense of worth and value. I found my sense of worth and value in a woman that loved me. And when it appeared as if that love shifted or was not laser focused on me, now, now I'm questioning my value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it became this um, this cycle of, of, of negative thought processes that, that you know, my... My thing was, I don't need nothing from a woman, but I needed everything from a woman. I had prepared, I could cook, clean, sew. Listen, if I needed to masturbate to please myself sexually, whatever I need, I wasn't going to beg you for nothing. I wasn't going to take nothing. I wasn't going to, you're going to want to freely give it to me. And that was just a, 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 that whole mindset was based off of trauma. Like the girl that I wanted in school didn't want me. And so, so if you see a sign of that, it's gonna trigger that. Oh my goodness! It's gonna trigger that feeling of rejection. Yes, yes, mm. yes. And yep. I saw crazy signs. She was just standing with signs, but it wasn't that waving the flag. Listen, it wasn't. Imagine her waving stop signs, but I'm seeing yield signs. Mm. Right. So she's waving signs. All I saw was signs. I didn't identify what this, I didn't know what the signs were. And so if I would have known that this was not a stop sign, it's just a yield, so just pause. Mm -hmm. And then when it's safe to move forward, now move forward, then I wouldn't have been all in my head stopping, shutting down the marriage, shutting down emotionally. I need to move on. I need to find someone else. And so, you know, that... I started it, you know, and when I look back at whatever decision she made, she made whatever decision she made on her own, but I definitely had something to do with it. So in your mind, we're not compatible. Maybe I made the wrong choice. Did you ever consider leaving the marriage or was your only 
consideration stepping out on the marriage? Like, I'm going to fill this need, but I still want my family. Or did you ever think, I'm just going to leave my family because this is not the right decision for me? During that time, when it when we were in the infancy of this thought process, this, this negative uh, uh, family-killing thought process, it was, I, I wanted to leave. I wanted to leave, but then I had this baby. And so I dealt, if I didn't have a child and this same stuff, same types of feelings arose, I would have left immediately. It would have been no question in my mind. I was out. Mm -hmm. But because I had a child, it was like, well, I just can't leave. And, but what do I do? And how do I deal with these feelings and emotions? And, and, um, where where do I get to salve? Where do I get to feel good and and feel? Because I just felt that she was just in in heaven. Did you not notice any symptoms of postpartum? Because I know again now as an evolved hindsight being twenty twenty. You gonna be mad at me, Corey, uh, No, you didn't. You are gonna be mad. You did, and you didn't care. You are gonna be mad. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me tell you why you are gonna be mad. I'm a nurse. Turn his mic off. What? <laughs> I'm an, I'm, I'm, I was so a nurse. So you knew, did you know and not care? Did you recognize it? I and... didn't recognize it. Oh, okay. I just thought, why are you acting like this? Mm-hmm. It never occurred to me. That needs to be a whole to show. To associate hey. whatever uh, behavior was going on with a baby. It's never the, occurred to me. It's literally the, a psychological, it's like you have a, like you've gone insane. You know, it's like mm-hmm. a, you have a different brain in mm-hmm. your body. Yes. It's like a, a chemical brain. imbalance yes. or something. Yes. yes. To where, again, my youngest is one and I'm still like yes. figuring, you know, still mm-hmm. figuring it out. And that, you know, me and my husband, we're in, I mean, we kind of old to be having these little babies, but we're in the season where a lot of our friends are becoming parents, right? Mm-hmm. And it's such a common story of y'all have a happy relationship and then this beautiful yeah. blessing comes along and it shakes everything up yeah. because I'm a new person, you now are a new person, you have a new responsibility, I have an expectation of you, you have this sexual expectation of me mm-hmm. still and it's it's just a disconnect. So mm-hmm. again, a whole nother show, but I feel like we need like, therapy needs to come along with having a child. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about premarital counseling, but pre-parenting counseling needs to mm-hmm. be a thing too and mm-hmm. not just to be yeah. parents, but to be Mm-hmm. Partners yes. in parenting because it can literally what should be this big blessing can literally be a burden to your marriage. That mm-hmm. was literally like the beginning of the end. Almost was having this this baby. Well, let me say this: the he, I know we have a lot more to talk about, but here is the 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 common denominator or the antidote in those early stages that we understand now mm-hmm. that we right. preach from the mountaintops. Empathy is everything. At the moment I saw her not wanting to bathe or not wanting to get up or not, it never occurred to me, mm-hmm. hey, what's wrong? I'm, I'm, I'm seeing this. What did you think? Uh, what's wrong with you? I, I'm like, we and I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, for we were staying with my mother. Yeah. We were staying with my mother. I'm like, nigga, you here with my mom you better be washing some dishes like she letting us stay here for free you should be actively engaged in what is going on in this house as a woman they looking at me like who is this girl that don't want to do nothing but i know but it was so much deeper than that i was the same person that defended her like before we got married it was like because they had a little problems with you know me any woman that i would have brought to the family 
But because I was no longer with my ex, they weren't really trying to feel me bringing a woman back into my life. Mm -hmm. And when I decided to marry this woman, they were like, you know, um, as if they weren't going to come to the wedding or they weren't supportive. I was like, listen, y'all can stay y'all asses at home. Y'all don't but have to But there will be, be a wedding. There will be a wedding, and it'll be to her. And so whatever you decide to do, so she has a uh, a history of me standing up for her mm-hmm. and don't mess with Shirley, right, period. And so, but now we're in this situation, and I'm like, well, maybe y'all right. Well, what, mm-hmm. why isn't she? Why doesn't she? What's wrong with me? I like all of these questions I kept asking, and I sh- what I should have been saying, I should have come, even before asking questions, should have been able to be aware enough to know something's wrong. Maybe we don't know what it is now, but empathy would have said I would have begun to take on whatever she was feeling. Cognitively, the first stage Mm -hmm. of empathy is cognitive empathy, and you are at least able to understand Mm -hmm. you're going through something different. I can, I get that life is different for you now, and and you're trying to figure it out. So one, uh, uh, just want to say one of the things to the people out there, right? When challenges come, stop making everything about you. Mm -hmm. Make it about your spouse. That's why you know when you ask people, why do you want to get married? Right. Oh, because I, I, you know, I, I, what the other person is going to do, do for me. Mm-hmm. No, if you don't have the mindset, how I'm going to serve, love, what value, am value, I like you're starting off wrong mm-hmm. because these things will happen and you're going to have to sit back and be like, OK, Shirley, don't make it about you. Let's see what's going on and go from there. Mm-hmm. And that's what we don't do. That is what we don't do. Um, and we just. <sighs> How did you deal with that, Shirley? How did you... It seems like a very lonely space to be in, to be confused with yourself mm-hmm. of, I don't even know what's going on, to be in a depressed state where mm-hmm. I don't even want to care for myself. Mm-hmm. I still got to care for this baby. And now I got my man barking down my, my throat. And now I'm in this house where I'm unwelcome. Mm-hmm. I can just imagine the mental toll that that took on you. So for anybody dealing with something similar. Maybe it's not as dramatic, but you're going to deal with something after you have a baby. Yeah, Even absolutely. if it's not super dramatic, you're going to deal with something in the best of circumstances. Mm-hmm. What would be your advice to someone who finds themselves in a situation where they are experiencing postpartum or any type of depression? Mm-hmm. Like, how did you pull yourself out of that? It's a, how did I pull myself mm. out of it? I don't I, I don't even know. But I will yeah. say this, right? And it's so we had a conversation the other night, and I said... One of my downfalls in the marriage has been that I kept my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Right? And so as I was going through, I'm watching things. I'm watching him get closer to another woman. I'm watching, watching him. get closer to another woman? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to talk about that in just a second. <laughs> I'm watching him, his attitude towards me shift. I'm watching this. And, I mean, honestly, at the time, I was so, I don't know, I was depressed. I was going through postpartum depression, and I'm trying to just get through the day. Survive. You understand? He'd be like, how come when I left you was holding the baby, and you still in this spot holding the baby when I come back home? I don't know. The baby needs, like, you know what I'm saying? So what I would say, man, just you have to be able to be honest about what you're experiencing Right, but then how do you relay relay that message to your spouse? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm 
that makes all the difference in the world. Because if you do it in a certain way, it's going to cause their walls to go up. Defensiveness is now a part of the equation, and nobody's being heard, and the problem's not being addressed. So how... Oh, I got so many questions. And this, this is, is going to be three see, hours. Right, Hold on. Right. <laughs> this is the crazy part. Uh, this is the crazy part. I'm a nurse and I didn't see it. So and imagine I pride these myself on who having, can't read the room. I pride exactly. myself on having a f like high assessment skills, walking in a room and being able to say something. This, Which he does. Something like, is not. His discernment but I think is it crazy. Was the, it, it's personal to you. But exactly. So it's, you're not thinking objectively. It's like, That's no, right. you are my wife. That's you're the right. mother of my child. This is my expectation of how I, how what, what I think you should mm -hmm. be That's doing. Right. Not let me read the room and let me check in mm -hmm. with the current state, the current and I, situation. And yes. I felt like wholeheartedly something was being done. To you. Me. You're yeah. doing this to me. You want me to look that's bad. Right. You want my family. Yeah. Ooh, I'm like, that's deep. I, I, yeah. If nothing else, why, why would you want me to suffer through? Why would you want me to feel lonely and disconnected and, you know, these types of... Forget the family right now, but why would you want me to feel like this? As if I just don't want to have sex. Yeah. Ooh, that's how so I deep. felt. And that's oh, why we so tell deep. couples now, stop thinking that when you see something in your spouse that it's because they're the enemy. They're not trying to be the enemy. They're usually fighting their own They're, battles. Come on. But when you see something in your spouse, it is there. What you're seeing is, in fact, a thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you must understand that it's there for a reason. Mm -hmm. it's not, and it's it not going to go away. It doesn't just show up. Mm -hmm. And and you, you it, right? And it doesn't just so disappear. So I tell husbands. Right, right. My, well, she doesn't do this, and she's acting this way towards me, and she's acting, well, I said, well, why do you think? Right? Why do you think? Right? Or I might ask, question, what is it in you mm -hmm. that's yep. bringing this out? That's like when you have the husband that doesn't want to come home, right, after mm -hmm. work. He's spinning the block. He's going to the bar. He's doing anything to come from, you know, yeah. to keep from coming into the house. Mm -hmm. As the wife, you can me. either internalize it well why, call him up a million times why you ain't coming home beat him down when he walked through the door mm -hmm. or, or you can be self-aware enough to, not to blame yourself mm -hmm. but to say what is it about this home that it, he doesn't want to come back to mm -hmm. what is it about this environment what yes. is it about whatever it's there's some reason mm -hmm. and if you are committed to yes. this commitment you at least care enough to explore the reason versus yes. there you I'm go. gonna attack you for it there you go. but I think that's the natural thing to do it's Literally, well, this is your fault. I'm blaming you. You're doing this to me. It's not the... It, 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 don't, no, I don't want it, to... It, it could be the natural thing to do. But what I, I, I think of a, a more accurate uh, a definition would be or description would be, it's the easiest thing to do. Mm -hmm. It's real hard to look in the mirror. Mm -hmm. It's real hard. Because then you have to do something. It's easy when I can just blame it on you and That's you got to right. make a change. But right. if right. I look in the mirror, now I have to I do have something to do about something. it. Okay, so wait, we gotta walk. I gotta walk this back. Mm -hmm. You living at home, you had the baby, dealing with postpartum. I don't mean to minimize any of that, by no. the way, but that is where we are. Yes. At what point do you say, okay, the grass might be a little green? Who was this lady? Like, how did that happen? Because for women, most women, and we're gonna talk about what you did, Shirley, too, but most <laughs> women, are, we don't get caught up in. Ooh, it just what happened next? You know, like mm -hmm. I just happened to accidentally sleep with somebody. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of women, we don't understand the stages of how you got from we was happy at home to now I've stepped out and I'm 
you know, I'm with this other woman. Like, what were the stages? You mm-hmm. met somebody at work, somebody was flirting with you, somebody was making you feel like a man and your woman. Like, what what was that that you went through that got to, okay, I stepped out of my marriage? It was, it was proximity mm-hmm. and uh, it was proximity work. Was Turn. it a work wife? No, no, no. Okay. It, it, it was proximity. I think, I work and wife. then Me too. Um, the feeling of of compatibility. Mm. You were Com- seeing in her all the things that you weren't seeing in your wife anymore. Exactly. Down to the cereal I ate. Yeah, I was right. eating cereal together. No, we didn't eat it, but we had a conversation. <laughs> well, I'm getting mad for you. Uh, we, we had hey, a conversation listen. about cereal. Okay, okay. There was, on a fundamental level... As much as I love Shirley, I didn't feel she understood me. Mm. Like she got me. Like on, in the back, I always felt like there was like this toleration. She was just putting up with you. Kind of putting up. I and mean, you would think, well, why would a woman marry you, right? But, but we do that. We'll we'll look past certain things to, to achieve uh, or to receive something from a human being that we that we we want in mm-hmm, our lives mm-hmm. we'll look past what we believe to be deficiencies or faults or things of that nature and i felt more of an irritant than i felt like like oh no parts aspects of me were irritating and when you're sitting with a conversation and you like, well, I like, man, I love me some Captain Crunch. I like Captain Crunch. You like Captain Crunch? Oh, my God. That is the best thing this sliced bread. It's like, wow, you get me. Over some damn cereal. I'm sorry. <laughs> right? It's it those yeah. simple little things, it be, though. It, it's simple yeah. things. It's very, very simple things. And so and so that just... So then you you start asking, well, what else? What else is there in common? What else we got in common? Yeah. What else? Right. And it's these, and so that commonality helped to bridge the gap, a gap that I felt was present, but it was a gap that was would have been present with anyone, because all I needed to do was spend enough time mm-hmm. to find out, you know, something. This lady get on your damn nerves too. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Or you don't understand this aspect about me. Right. So and that's more important than the cereal. Did you ever feel like did you ever feel like I'm gonna leave my wife for this lady or this lady's just gonna fill this void and I'll just keep her over here to fill this one void? Or did you really feel like maybe I should marry this lady and I felt that I should leave. And uh it wasn't for anyone, but I felt it, it of course when you see when 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 the, when there's a job opening over there, even though you might not feel like I should quit and take that job, you see there's a job opening. You're like, well, maybe it, it, it makes it. I got some options, right? And um and I and I realized that um I didn't have any options. I didn't have any options when I spoke to two men that were very very important to me, and uh, they are both deceased now, but. They read me the riot act. Was this and before you? This was during. So you were in the middle of an affair. This is this is during. Okay, okay. And now, mind you, well, that's that's neither here nor there. During it was so this was in in the mess, mm-hmm. and so I'm having conversations with them, and I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna leave, and then both of them were like, No, you're not. That's not what we do, and that's not how we do what we do. We're gonna figure it out, and you're gonna keep your family together. And I I made a call and I said, 
I can't I, I can't ever see you again. So did you talk to them before the lady or just during? During. Not before. Because I, I didn't know what was going on. And 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 at the at the in, in that moment it was like, go where you celebrated, not where you tolerated. <laughs> Shirley, yes, you said ma'am. you saw this happening. Yeah. What does that look like? That means I noticed something. I saw a message in your phone. Like, what does the seeing it uh, look like? So she was. He's an audio engineer, and so she she's. I think she's an audio engineer as well. Um, so they worked at the church together. Not down to the church. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and so they would go to conferences together, and I'd just watch him get in the car, and I'm just like, wow, and go to her house. Did you feel like, did you have that feeling? Oh, yeah. But did you suppress it because this is work, like, this is work, I don't want to, or did you suppress it because it's like, what was the suppression? <sighs> I don't want to ruffle I any feathers. Was, I think it was fear, right? At the time, it was fear. Um, I deeply loved Shannon. I didn't want to lose Shannon. I knew that his first marriage, he walked out, right? Like, he doesn't have a problem leaving. Mm. And so I was like, dang, like, you know. And so d- did I speak to it? Absolutely, I spoke to it. And, of course, he uh, minimized it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but... But you knew. It was, but knew. I knew. How long was this? She might have known before I knew. Right? Because you know, but then... She saw the, the, the yeah, sign. This, right. Before the there sign. was even... Yeah. Before, it was, you know, before it becomes a thing. It's a thing before mm-hmm, it becomes mm-hmm, a thing. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's... that's a, remember the old phones? Um, be, like, before your phone would ring? Like, would the old cell phone? Bit. You would hear something in the mm-hmm, TV, like... Mm-hmm. Hey, Mm-hmm. You would, like so it was you like knew that. it was coming something yeah. was coming or you go out and and you smell the, the air smells a particular way it, it up north before it snows you can know it was yeah. gonna snow tonight or it, right? it smell like rain out here right mm-hmm. or it smell like rain mm-hmm. right so you know the 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 knowing is but you, but in your mind you're like well I know but it ain't gonna be a nor'easter right uh, you know I don't know if you know what a nor'easter is but One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
but it's a certain no, type of snowstorm that dumps later. a lot of moisture. You're like, it's going to snow, but it ain't going to be that. Right? And then now you in 10 a inches blizzard. of snow, mm. a blizzard, and you're like, how, if I, we have only known, if we could have prepared. All the signs. Right. So what was the blow up? Did you get caught? Did you just finally say something? Did you get messy? Like what? It was the men. The men. Oh, they ended it. So no, no, you, no, no, I mean, no. They, they didn't end they, it. But they that conversation. Had, the conversation they had with me, and I got on the phone. I was like, I can't. I'm not. I'm not going to see. You was your next step to come home and explain to Shirley, or like, how did you Mm-mm. confirm it? Find out. It wasn't a confirmation. I don't even. It wasn't a confirmation. That, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It was just like, I mean, we talked. We talked about it because I remember. You know, me pushing the fact that this was an inappropriate relationship, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I remember those times, and then I remember when he said that he had cut it off. Mm. Did you feel like relieved? I, I mean, was I happy he cut it off? Yes, but relief? No, because I'm like, just the fact that you did that just mm-hmm. lets me know you could how you handle challenges, how you deal with when you're not happy. So now the fear of it can possibly happen again has set in. Yes. How do you recover after that? Oh, gosh. You have an affair. <laughs> now, why you had to do you like, we ain't da- at that part of the story yet He's now. Shannon, we ain't there yet. There was, you said it was some years. Of, yeah, a lot it was of stuff a few, went, It was a few went, years went, went, went in between, between there, yeah. So yeah. what were those few years? Like, how do you... I hate that I be saying this, but it's the truth, and I like to tell the truth, okay? Mm-hmm. I have said, my, me and my husband have had conversations. Obviously, we're married. We've had all of the conversations, and mm-hmm. one of those conversations is like, what would you do? Like, the infidelity yeah. conversation. Yeah. In my heart of hearts, and things are starting to change as I have more conversations, but I've always said, not that you have a hall pass, not that you have a green light, but do I think that I would call the divorce lawyer today if I found out Mm -hmm. that there was some infidelity. I just don't think that I would just pick up the phone and be like, my marriage is over. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. But what does it actually look like to have, to be disrespected at that level and come back from it? You know, because it's like, once you've gone so far, Mm -hmm. how can I, how can we come back from this? But y'all obviously have come back from it and you're thriving. So obviously it wasn't immediate. But how did you even get to the point of, like, I can look you in your eyeballs? Like, my feelings, I don't hate you. I can sleep with you tonight. Like, how do you, how did you do that? Um, in peace, right, um, was, and it took years. And a lot of stuff happened in between those years before we got to what you're talking about, right? And that did, that was more affairs, right? And with an S? Oh, what an ass. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> right. Um, and, I, and I stepped out. Mm-hmm. And we got to the point where we said, we're going to piss or get off the pot. Like, just what are we doing here? down. What the hell are we doing? If we're going to be here, let's be here and be happy. Let's love one another. Let's go in that direction. Mm. If not. And we're saying that without the tools. Yeah, this we didn't have the tools at this point in time. We We're just saying, tools. what are we doing? And whatever we decide, let's let's go just do that. And somewhere in somewhere in that entire journey, I did leave. Hmm. I left. I was like, oh, this. At is, what point was it? After Shirley this was stepped after, out. After this was after sub after like super after, right? Mm-hmm. It was just like you know something. I don't. Mm-mm. And it was right on the heels of. Uh, right on the heels of what I thought was inappropriate behavior. But there was no 
uh, uh, consummation, but there was still what I believe to be this kind of uh, longing for something different. And I kept sensing it. And I was like, I've been down this road before. I know what this feels like. I'm out. And so, um, but I left and I was out with somebody. I was, it was a, I had a full plan. You was outside, outside. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right? I had a full plan. I left. I had, I, I was very intentional, very, very intentional. And then, let me tell you something about humans. Human, this is what you can always count on. This is what we were talking about at the top of the, at the top of the show. You can always count on humans humaning. We are going to be humans no matter what. Mm -hmm. And her humanity showed up. And I, one of the things I said was, why would I switch this mess for that mess? It's all mess because we're human. So why don't I stick with the mess I have and know and understand and work through that? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I called her and I was like, if you're willing, I'm willing. Can we, can we decide to move? This was around the time that we were like, can we move forward mm -hmm. together and figure this thing out? So when Shirley had her infidelity, mm -hmm. how did you work through that? Because the common, when Jeremy sat down, mm -hmm. Man of God, mm -hmm. we talked about all the things, but when I asked him that question, oh yeah, could Jeremy. you stick around mm -hmm. if your wife stepped out on you? Mm -hmm. And I haven't had a man sit down yet and say, mm -hmm. yeah. honestly, yes. Mm -hmm. So how, how were you able to do that? A part of it is how I'm wired, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, and so the kind of relationship I have with God, it 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 made it possible for for it to happen the way it happened. So. Immediately, I was confronted with me. Mm -hmm. once, I, once it was confirmed, on the day, in the moment, in the actual moment, as tears are streaming down my eyes, I'm trying to, I'm like, I'm getting this news or getting this confirmation, mm -hmm. and it's like, and immediately God said to me, and I've, I've talked about this publicly, God said to me, okay, so you're going to forgive her, and the reason why you're going to forgive her is because your shit stinks too. And if you want me to forgive you for your shit stinking, then you're going to forgive her. And immediately, she'll tell you, immediately, I was like, we're going to get through this. We're going to work through it. She didn't want to work through it. So she was ornery and, nigga, do what you want to do and I don't you care. You wanted to leave with the other person? Is that why you didn't want to work through it? Yeah, I, 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 I just had enough of Shannon. I had enough of being hurt. Mm. And as much as I never see myself without him, what he was bringing was just, it was breaking me. And, you know, when you're in an affair, affair, the fantasy of, oh, this is so wonderful, right? Mm -hmm. Exponentially better than what mm -hmm. I'm getting here. So. So what did that look like for you then? Because it sounded like you. You didn't really want to end it, Corio. You're walking into a job. I just I, want to let you I know am. that here I am right? with Be, my I'm, I'm, suitcase, I'm gonna tell my you, briefcase. I'm gonna tell you how you're walking into a job. Oh. 
We've been wanting to tell this story. Let's talk about it. And you are asking the right like your interview I'm, I'm skills. Nosy. Look, I'm like, you <laughs> right. got to tell well, me. The reason why, however, reason why you're you're doing so good at this, we're holding back. Don't hold back. No, 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 no. We, no, we got to hold. We we do, but we do. I, I'm really serious. We want to talk to you later on about how you could be. You can sit in that kind of ball. Barbara Walters seat yeah. and help us share this, this totality of it. Yes. Because once you, but you're going to need, it's going to be hard for you to interview and eat popcorn at the same time. Because I'm going to need some. I need you're a little, need, little dranky drink you're gonna over here. going to need a glass of wine, Woo! some popcorn. It's, and but, because it's it's really, it's, really detailed. It's, but it's real yeah. stuff that we just talk about on these podcasts, but ain't nobody actually been through none of it. You mm. know, it's like we're talking about, well, if I was there, this is what I would do, and you shouldn't have did that. But what did you actually do? Mm. The fact that y'all are here, sitting next to each other, and not just y'all have figured it out together, but y'all have found this purpose to now help other people mm. How could we not, like we need to have this conversation? Yeah. People who have actually been there and done that, and not people who are just talking about. Because again, I could sit here and say all the things that I would do or should do and could yeah. do, but when I go home and shit hits the fan, what is what am I actually going to mm-hmm. show up and what am I willing to stand on? Yeah. So the fact that y'all work through all of this ugly mess, all of the things people say you can't get through, and you're here, yeah. still well, standing. Let me let me share this. What one another thing that helped me was this: my sister. Um, who is yeah. to me a savant? Like she she, my goal in life with my sister was to be able to to wear her butt out in a debate. She will wear you down and wear you out. Her intellect, the way she thinks, mm-hmm. her analogies, what comes to like. So my goal was to beat her, be able to beat her in a debate. Right. That sister said to me, she said, "You said for better or for worse." for richer or for poor, in sickness and in health, and all these other values, right? Did you not say that? And I was getting set up. She was asking me questions. I was like, yes, I did. She said, but you said for better or for worse? I said, yes. She said, well, this is your worst. Mm. This is your worst. But the, 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 the crazy thing about life, this is the crazy thing about life, the way people, why people should stick it out no matter what. It can always be worse. Right. Today's worse is different than tomorrow's worse. So right now, in that moment, my worst was um, being told, in the same day, being told I had to have open-heart surgery and also being told that my wife was in a love relationship with another woman. Mm -hmm. Right? So those two things. Right, Not the same day. In the same day, in the cool. same yeah, span are, of time, like in the in, in the morning time, like right, kind of had that appointment around nine. Mm-hmm. Yep. We circled back in the conversation um, that we had started on my way to the right. So we circled back on that conversation um, uh, about eleven ish, mm-hmm. right? So in that yep. span of time, my world was was crushed, crushed, yeah. right? But guess what? When I was in the hospital in 2016 by myself and my family wasn't around me and the doctor told me I had cancer in my lung, it was the leg day that I had done back in 2006 that prepared me for that kind of news. That kind of news would have just broken me. 
But it didn't because I had already been broken. Mm. So we call the like the tough times in our sessions, we call them leg day. And most people do not, in, in, from a workout perspective, a workout analogy, most people hate doing legs. And if you do legs, you're not doing heavy legs. But we say if you want to be strong, you got to lift heavy shit. You, you, you got it, right? So when my sister tells me it's for th- this is your worst, yeah. it put things in perspective. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, butt naked orgy, it can always be worse. I got people, I have two amazing, healthy sons. I have people in my life whose sons have had terminal illnesses. I don't know if I could have handled, wish, if I would have gotten that worse instead of the worst that I got, would I have been able to handle that worse? You've been praying for the worst you had. Exactly. And so it, it is, I look at it as, you know, it's all, the, the Bible tells us our trials come to make us stronger. Mm-hmm. But no one ever asked stronger for what? Mm-hmm. Why do I need to be stronger? Because there's tougher shit coming down the line. That's right. That's right. Just kill my little dreams. Just kill the dreams because it is no happily ever after. There's happy, but the ever after, yeah. this fantasy that it, every day is going to be filled with rainbows and sunshines, it is, it is just not that. Mm-hmm. And even the happiest mm-hmm. of marriages go through hell. Yes, yes. They Some go through kind hell. of hell. Some yes. kind of hell. There's right. going to be It might not hell. be infidelity hell. It might, it, but it's going to be your hell. It's going to be your and, and, hell. And, and, and people need to understand, though, if you can embrace the fact that that hell actually can help you to be happy, mm. that's, that's the disconnect between people. And they're like, well, how? Because if you go through it the right way, that creates intimacy mm-hmm. and closeness and connection and safety. Okay, pause for the cause, because i got to ask another question, Shannon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you found out that Shirley had cheated with a woman, mm-hmm. you not being a woman yourself, mm-hmm. how did you get over, well, do mm. you actually want a woman? Because that's not me, and I can never be that. I mean, I know we got some tricky stuff going on these mm-hmm. days with people, mm-hmm. all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, I know you said to yourself, well, that's a woman, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. How did you manage that mentally? How do I manage? Oh, do not a does did do okay. That's that is that is that is my reality. I walk in that reality, so it's not we at the such and such outside outdoors having good times. I need to manage. You know, it could be him or her. Mm. She a little close to that lady. Over you still are you still have? I don't do that. No, no. That part is not. But it's still. Something that I have to manage and say, listen, she's going to be human and she's going to make her decisions. Mm. And it's now she just got more options. <laughs> Double. She got right? twice as many options. <laughs> she okay. got twice as, right. Wow. So before I used to think it was going to be the Tupac dude. Now it's, you know, the, someone else. Right. It's too. Right. And so that's just work that has to be done that I have to do anyway. Shirley? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> How do you reconcile that? How do you... Is there? Is there, or is it like a... I don't know, because you're like, this is a thing I'm still dealing with. Like, this is not a... I dealt with it. This now, is now, when I, when, now, let me, let, mm-hmm. me, let me further define dealing with it. 
Um, I have a, uh, back when I was young, 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 um, uh, the night before my prom, I got hit by a car. Mm. I had to have my MCL repaired, uh, medial collateral ligament. It's like repaired. an ACL? It's the other side of the okay. ACL, right? Um, that still bothers me from time to time. Still got a little twinge. Still got a little, mm. little, you know, a little hitch. I see what, you, I see what you're saying. Right? Um, when I, the open heart surgery I had in 2006, right? Um, so health is a big part of our process in this, in the, in this section of our marriage, right? So in 2018, I was diagnosed with congestive heart failure. Mm. One of the reasons why I was diagnosed with congestive heart failure is because I didn't do cardiac rehab after my open heart surgery. So I didn't go through the therapy that my heart needed to be Mm -hmm. strong enough Mm -hmm. to eat how I was eating and not exercise and not do the things. So I was doing, I was eating all the things I shouldn't have eaten. I was doing, not doing the things I should have been doing for me to have a strong heart. If I would have done cardiac rehab, that would have created a foundation for me not to experience congestive heart failure. Mm -hmm. So now I'm living with congestive heart failure. So I can't, I got to watch my salt intake. I got to watch my fluid intake. I have to exercise. I have to do things. And she'll get on me. Hey, you're not doing such and such. You're not doing, right? So now she's even aware. Mm -hmm. None of that existed relationally for me. Right. The one counselor I did go to basically told me I was all in my head. I was, you know, um, uh, I mean, we we both went to him at one time. I went to I was started going to him and then we both went to him and we both were like, he crazy. Um, Let's let's stop with with this guy. And so a lot of the time that I spent at post that therapeutic environment was spent alone managing things on my own. Right. So this is why we're telling people you need a coach mm-hmm. at least or a therapist, because trying to do it on your own, you mm-hmm. don't you, you don't have, you don't have the, the skill set. You don't have the tools. You don't have the skill set. And so the reason why it might still be something that I have to manage now is because of what wasn't done then. during a certain span of time. Now, if I was in my, in this place that I am now, I'd have been uh, I would have left a bad therapist, and went and found another therapist. When people sit down with you all Mm -hmm. and they have dealt with anything, really, Mm -hmm. do you all believe that there are deal breakers in marriage? Like, is there anything that a couple can sit down with you and present and you would say, "Mm -mm, this isn't, this can't be salvaged? Or do you truly believe that you can work through anything because of the things you two have been able to work through? Uh, Well, we definitely do not suggest that people stay in abusive relationships. Um, Well, we differ on that. You suggest people stay in abusive relationships? I suggest people don't stay in abusive environments. Okay. Okay. But not necessarily abusive. So what that means? Remove yourself. Put yourself in a safe environment. But that doesn't mean you divorce, in my opinion. 
So I agree with that until if the person's not willing to get help, then yes, right. you're okay. divorced. That's okay. the caveat. <laughs> like, okay. and, and, we, it, and, and we're going we to be apart for a minute. Okay. Because right? right. it's going, that takes work. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So okay. you got to, of course, that being said has to be in an, in an environment with a plan. We're actively, right. not, there's yes. some therapy in not place. Not doing there's what I did, right? Yeah. By not doing anything, just removing hoping yourself the from best. the environment yeah. and hoping for the best. No, it has to be, you have to walk lockstep with a plan for that. But most people feel like that's still just a um, an opportunity for an out. Mm. And someone being having um, uh, anger issues or being an abuser is no different than someone being a cheater, than is no different than someone being... Uh, uh, ma- a mismanager of money is no different than, right? Like, all of these things are problems that will add uh, a discord in a marriage. Mm-hmm. They're all the same. Ooh. Now. Are they all the same? Yeah, they... Ooh. They feel kind of different. Right? So, so, so imagine, imagine, right? <laughs> You've been around the woman. I'm going to just use women for an example because men are, uh, men are women. But you've been around that kind of relationship where, the, where no hands have been put on anybody. But the words that come out of somebody's are mouth, violent. you're like, how, I don't know how you put up with that, mm-hmm. how you deal with that, right? But well, one would say, okay, that's okay. No, it's not okay. That's not okay. And you need to remove yourself from the environment until that person gets the help they need. Right? So it is, we are so imperfect as human beings, but we get to pick and choose what problem we want to deal with and what mm-hmm. problem is okay. Mm-hmm. And who, But I, I have to keep going back to my, my spiritual center, which is Christianity. And the Bible says we have all sinned, all of us. Mm-hmm. And we all have fallen short. Now, I could pick it, you know, how you, you've been to the church that's like looking down at the nose of the young lady who um who who come who come in with the with the you know, with the baby bump because and she's not married. Oh, it's easy to fuss at her and to disfellowship her, excommunicate her, say she cannot come back to the church, but the young man that impregnated her can still come. Because hers is obvious and out in the open. We can't hide hers. Right. We can sweep his under the rug. They both participated in that. So mm-hmm. when humans are humaning, you know, I do I do have some lines, right? Pedophilia is a line for me. That's personally. That's a personal line for me, right? Which might sound contradictory to what I'm saying. But that's just my line. And I'm human. And I'm sorry. That's my line. Please don't but, apologize for having a pedophilia line. Right. You know, well, you know what I'm because some people don't, you know, people will do that. Um, but, you know, I, I think that, and I do think that any problem is surmountable if you want to do the work. If you have no desire to do the work, then no, it's, they're, they're not surmountable. Hmm. Well, I've been known to say, you know, <laughs> I don't necessarily believe once a cheater, always a cheater. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look in the camera and say, I do believe once a beater, always a beater. Ladies, take this advice and do with it what you will. Okay, they got much more experience than me. Sit down with Marriage Inc. for some official advice. I just feel like 
if a lady sat down on your couch and was like, he knocked my head against the wall yesterday, you gonna say, Shirley, I'm looking at you. You gonna say, sis, I think he can work. I think he can work through it. Is he willing to get help? Personally, I've never said that. Okay. I have always said, you need to leave. Uh, yeah, do what you need to do. That's what I say. Do, do what, what you, you need, need to, to do. do. Okay. I am not going to convince you to stay. I'm just not. Because if he, like, was beating me, yeah. That is that so? Okay. Thank you. Was that your personal deal breaker? Do you have personal deal breakers or have you gotten to the space? I, I think you've already answered this question. But, Shirley, do you feel like you have a deal breaker in your marriage today in this season? For me, it's putting your hands on me. Like, okay. Yeah. If Shirley slapped you across your face, you, you cool with it. Well, no first, deal breakers. Well, when she punched me in my jaw, I, I, <laughs> I just... You stayed. You know... Really? Well, you did. It was a <laughs> good like, little yeah, right hook. It was, it, was, it was during that little season, though, yes, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. During I mean, that does season. it matter when yes, it was? Yes, it actually does. Oh, you so know, there's justification I... to me putting her putting her hands on me. Is that what you're saying? That's, you know... You're that, not saying that. That does not sound politically correct. <laughs> you're it definitely sounds like not they would probably try to cancel me for saying why. that. But she I, did. you know, the spirit just rose up in her, you know, and it was, it was, it was the spirit rose up in her. It, it rose up. See, it rose up. I'm not and justifying it. Well, then once a beater, always a beater. Did she ever slap you again? No, no I've never. Just, she just haven't been in the right circumstances. Nah, it just ain't came up yet. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Listen. If I put her back in that situation. It might come out. Now, she did, like, shuffle at me a little bit. You know how Kevin Hart was like. <laughs> get them feet, get the shuffle up. She shuffled. I choked. It was it was a thing. Was, you, not you choked. Okay. Okay, last question. Today, mm-hmm. when he gets on your damn nerves. Mm. Gosh, yes. Mm, mm, mm. When he does something that is yes. just like, this, listen, what do you do? What do you say to yourself? How do you talk yourself down off of, like, how, seriously, yeah. all jokes aside, yep. how do you work through, I want to kill this nigga? How do you work through that? I realize that he's going through whatever he's going through, and if I don't know about it, then I am not going to create a narrative about what's going on. There have been times where I'm like, well, maybe he's hungry. And so I'll be like, babe, can I get you something to eat? He'll be in his office getting on my last nerve, right? Might be some banter back and forth. And I'll just walk up to him and rub his nice, beautiful, bald head and kiss it and hug on him, right? There are times where I'm like, honey, it doesn't, we don't need to do, it doesn't have to be all of this. Like, let's let's just talk, let's communicate, right? So my thing is... Sometimes food just shows up. When I decided to change, that's where my peace came. It wasn't because Shannon changed, right? So my goal is to not match any negative energy. You're going to raise the vibration. I'm going to raise the vibration. And when I've raised the vibration, he comes to my level 99% of the time. Really, uh, he comes to my level, right? And that's why I tell people, you can alter the environment through the state of your heart. How do you not do yourself a disservice, though, always being the one that has to diffuse it? No. He he diffuses, too. No, not in your situation. Just if you are always the one that oh. has to diffuse it. Because how, in uh, outside looking in, to me, that would feel like you're sacrificing your feelings because you really are just trying to mend 
you know, like you're trying to diffuse the situation, every situation, so your voice is not really getting heard. Your needs are not getting met because you just want to diffuse. You know what you. I'm saying? So this, so this is the thing. I don't do that and not express myself. Okay. You understand? Okay. I'll be like, yo, you're talking reckless. I don't like the way you're talking right now. Like, let's just chill. And we will talk about it. I am. I have learned that me not having a voice has hurt me so much. And so now I refuse to not have a voice. It's Whew. just how I say it, how I present it mm -hmm, now. Mm -hmm. You understand? That's the difference. That is such a common and, and I mean, we see this in dating where it's like, I like him so much, so I don't want to ask the wrong questions. I don't want to mm -hmm. do the wrong things because I don't want to lose him, right? Mm -hmm. It's that fear you were talking about. I don't want to walk away. I don't, I, don't, I don't want him to not like me anymore, so I'm not going to ask the right questions. Mm -hmm. I feel like that carries over into marriage and I'm mm -hmm. not going to complain. I don't want to be a nagger. I'm not going to say he hurt my feelings. I'm not going to talk about what's really wrong with me. And then mm -hmm. to your point, 10 years go by mm -hmm. and now you are this yeah. whole new person because of who you've had to become yeah. to deal with this instead of just talking about it mm -hmm. and working through it. Um, so I would love for to end part one. I don't know how many parts y'all have to come <laughs> back. But to end part one, for anybody watching this that is just going through any type of challenge, because mm. there is, they're watching and today something is going to come up. Mm -hmm. It might They already might be dealing with it from this morning. Mm -hmm. What is your advice, or please offer one piece of advice, each of you, for the wife and for the husband of just working through marital-ish. Like, we have committed for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. Better question. You're in your worst. How, what's your advice while you're in your worst? You can look right there in that camera. Each of you, mm -hmm. the, for the women and for the men, you're in the worst. Mm -hmm. How do you work yourself out of the worst? Um, wow, I'm trying to think, wh what should I choose, right? But I will say this, understanding how men are wired, right? So understanding... How your husband's why? What does that mean? What what triggers him? What makes him happy? What brings him peace? What brings him calm? What is it that he needs from you? When there is conflict, there's conflict because there is an ask that is not being met, mm -hmm. right? So, the defenses and and the um, accusations and the name calling and and all of this. All of this stuff, it has to stop, right? And that's just you walking in your fear space, mm -hmm. right? So I just encourage you as a wife, stop walking in your fear space and get to the point where you say, you know what? Let me just explore. When you explore, you find something, right? When, when, when we're looking for gold, we're digging and digging and digging and boom, we find gold. So what do you do? Find out what it is that he needs from you. Find out what it is that you're not hearing. Mm -hmm. Find out what it is that you're ignoring. And then don't make no excuses, no justifications, no nothing. And this is my thing. Let me say this. I have a thing that I say more. I have learned. There are times where Shannon has been like, man, you know, I wish you would be more physical. You know, I wish we were you were more sexual or you, you um, um, initiated more. That's our, like, initiate more. And in my mind, I'm like, well, I initiated twice this week, right? Now, in the past, that causes arguments. He's saying it because it means something to him. Yeah. I have to stop being concerned about what I feel about what he says. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, Shirley, you initiated twice. So now you need to initiate three times. Give more. 
your spouse is not going to be upset with you about that. Mm, that's good. Mm, more. He said, look, he said, give us some more. Stop now. Look at the camera now, Shannon. Now, look at the Don't camera look at her, now. Look at the he camera. said, more, baby. Okay. Boy, stop playing. Look, <laughs> that's what I'm going to tell the fellas. Boy, stop playing. Look, <laughs> listen, it, 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 this is a fundamental truth, guys, that I need you to get down into deep in your psyche. It's not equal. The greater responsibility of the relationship is on you. You have to show up. You have to take responsibility, and that is the biggest thing. If you have a, uh, uh, a uh, if you have any kind of spiritual, if you if you Buddhist, I mean, if you uh, a Muslim or a Christian, you believe in the creation story, and you believe in Adam. And Adam's biggest downfall was he did not take responsibility for his actions. That's really what's got us in this sin situation. Whether you want to believe it or not. If this is your, ba if your, 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 your belief system, that's what's got us in this sin situation. It's because Adam did not take responsibility for his actions. And so just accept the fact that the greater responsibility is going to be on you. You have to show up. You have to ask the right questions. You have to be willing to be what was not what, what was not experienced by your wife or what was experienced by your wife. And if you do that, you will find a more peaceful environment. You will find, a, well, I won't say that, but you will find an environment that will be more conducive to the growth that you want to experience. So for people who is having a whole lot of trouble experiencing growth, how can they find Marriage Inc. in your services? At Marriage Inc. everywhere, uh, on Instagram, uh, our website is marriageinc.us.us. You can find us there. And um, and then our podcast on YouTube is uh, My Marriage is Dope podcast. And you can come and get some value add there. And let me, can I say yeah, this Yeah, of too? course. Um, you know, because everybody cannot afford the coaching but we shannon wrote a book called husband and i wrote in each chapter of that book as well just breaking down what it takes to be an effective healthy husband and i just wrote my book called wife you and it talks about winning your husband's heart and it's the abcs of winning his heart and so it's a, it's a small but powerful book it's life-changing and it's information that comes from men Mm. So I wrote it based on what the men are saying, the husbands are saying that they need from their woman. So, and we'll make yeah. sure we link that down below. Again, part one of they gonna be back. I don't know what <laughs> I did not ask one question that was here on my notes. I just want y'all to know. Are you serious? Because. Who cares about right. these questions? I, right. need, I need some answers, okay? This ain't yeah. Shannon Sharp. You know people was mad at Shannon Sharp. He ain't asked no follow-up. I, I got to know you the details. Right, right. So it thank y'all. Thank y'all for did. sharing. Thank you for thank your you. honesty. Thank you for being ex an example of what is possible when you are committed to the commitment. Yes. 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 Ladies, if your goal is to be wifey for lifey, I mean, that is my goal. What I'm learning is it ain't no 50-50, okay? We're out here talking mm. about all of this 50-50, but mm. you have to be willing to show up with 100%, yes. okay? If you have enjoyed this conversation, please don't stop here. Make sure you head over to marriageinc.us. Grab a book, okay? Share this episode, subscribe to the channel, and we will catch you next week. Peace. 
So if you made it this far, I just know you loved that episode. Well, what you did not know is that we recorded it right here in ATL at Elevate Studios. Yes, your girl has her own studio, y'all. And it's not just for me. I'm opening it up for you, too. So if you have a podcast, if you are a vlogger, a YouTuber, or a content creator, and you are looking for a professional studio to record your content, or you want to hire me and my team to fully produce your content, make sure you check out the show notes below or log on to elevateagency.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.